Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to the Chase Thomas podcast. Late on a Tuesday, where I am now joined by someone who can back me in my. Are we sure Joe Burrow is not an MVP candidate? It's Mike Sands of all Bengals. Mike, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, are you there? Are you there with uh, Joe Burrow? Is there a real case? Like if the if the Bengals win the AFC North and the Bengals are in first place in the AFC North as of December 21st, 2021, um, if they pull that off, if they pull off home field advantage for at least a little bit in the playoffs and they get to host a home game, is Joe Burrow not someone who should be- belong in the conversation at least a little bit? In the conversation, sure, but I do think that it's going to be hard to justify him over the Aaron Rodgers of the world, or uh, even Patrick Mahomes has turned it on lately. There, a lot of guys, but there's a lot of guys that used to be pretty far up there, and they just haven't been able to have consistency. Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, all these guys were thought of as MVP candidates. Even Lamar was, and then lately they seem to have some struggles and. The thing with Burrow is that he's not he's not putting up the volume stats right now. 150 something yards against the Broncos, and that doesn't ring MVP candidate. But yeah, when you look at the Tom Brady's, and he just got shut out against the Saints. Um, Matthew Stafford had a few weeks where he struggled. It he's up there with those types, but to me, it almost just seems like Rogers Award again this year, which wasn't something we thought after he, they got killed Week One, but. Yeah, he's he's turned it back on. It certainly feels like we're going Mahomes or Rodgers. Um, that's where things are headed. Best player on the best team. And it looks like both these two teams have a real good shot of locking up the number one seed in their respective conferences and getting that uh, first ever unanimous home field advantage as a one seed. But what do the what do the numbers miss though? You mentioned the the low passing yards for Burrow, but like what do it, like for folks that don't watch every Bengals game, what does Burrow do that doesn't pop up in the box score that gets uh, Bengals fans excited for what's to come? A lot of it is his willingness to attack down the field and accuracy doing so, uh, especially earlier in the season. It's, it felt like every week there was at least one Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase 40, 50 yard pass uh, through the air. And that that's something I think goes miss because he doesn't have the strongest arm. So some people think he's dinking and dunking and sorry, I keep coughing. <clears throat> it's okay. It's that time of year, man. It's okay. We're going to get through it. No, I think it's because I had a <laughs> stupid thing, but I had some crackers and cheese before I came on. You never do that. You never do crackers and cheese before a podcast. I could have told, oh, I've done, no, you got to be careful, man. As someone who does a bunch of these, you got to be careful with what you ingest before you, uh, I, I, like all I do is tea, hot tea. That's the go-to, man. I'm telling you, it's weird, but it will come back up. It, there's no way around it. I'll try that next time. I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, he, he, he pushes the ball downfield. And that's something that a lot of people miss because they see a below average type arm strength and they think, oh, he's dinking and dunking his way down the field. He's 2019 Drew Brees type where 70% completion percentage, but it's all within 10, 15 yards. But he really likes to push it. And 
when he needs to, he can take care of the football. I know he's thrown quite a few interceptions, but I know PFF charts your turnover worthy plays and it's the same as last year. Uh, it's just that he's been unlucky with those turning into interceptions and he's cut down the fumbles. He's he does a lot right. And I think he's one of the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the league. It's just, I think, I think people overlook it because he, he doesn't have the plays that go viral on Twitter. He doesn't throw the ball 60 yards across his body on a rope. It's Instead, not the Justin he... Herbert thing. And that's, I, <laughs> yes. I, I have to push back against this. People just overlook Burrow and just fall in love with the Herbert. And I think they're both good, but I don't know. Burrow, I just, I, I pounded this desk about Burrow over Herbert for the last two years, and I'm going to continue to do so. <laughs> I don't even know if I take one over the other, but it is a, their game against each other was just such a cool juxtaposition of Justin Herbert's allowed. He can be late and he can still fit things in there. He can mm-hmm. just fire the ball 50 yards on a rope. And Joe Burrow has to be on time with everything and has to anticipate everything like that. And I'm not saying Justin Herbert never anticipates throwing windows, but Joe Burrow has, has to do it more by necessity. And if he sees a ball late, he just can't fit it in. He has to figure something else out. And I think they're about, even really in terms of uh skill right now is just different kinds it, yep a complete opposite spectrum uh they're both slightly athletic and other than that um <laughs> uh, <laughs> they throw the ball just completely differently it's it's cool to watch though and uh yeah those two i think they ruined rookie quarterbacks for this year because everybody was thinking oh this guy will be just as good as uh justin herbert or joe burrow last year and they're finding out oh no rookies still have issues coming into the league Absolutely. Um, when you look at uh, Jonah Williams being back and Jamar Chase being in the fold, who do you think has been more impactful for this uh, this season for Burrow and the Bengals? I'll say Jamar Chase, and this was definitely more true early on. Uh, I mean, he put up 800 yards in like six games or something, mm-hmm. and it felt like it. Like, he was the offense early on and every time it'd be a slow start, but then there'd be a big play to Jamar chase and it just opened everything up. Jonah Williams has constantly been solid. I don't think he's ever had at least this season had a game where it was just absolutely terrible and he's ruining, he's given up a ton of pressure, everything like that. And you want that. You want a solid left tackle. But what Jamar Chase was doing was just more impactful by even if the left tackle is good, there could be pressure coming from elsewhere. And that happens. But if Jamar Chase does well, then the ball's probably moving. That's how I think of it is if Jonah Williams does his job well, yeah, it prevents bad things from happening. But if Jamar Chase does his job well, good things are happening. And I mean, it's true too, for Jonah Williams doing his job. Well, good things happen too, but it was just what was happening with chase was just 30 yard gains, 40 yard gains. And uh, it's just more impactful uh, until you get a whole unit of offensive linemen around near Jonah Williams level. It's not as impactful as a single wide receiver. Hmm. Well, the wide receivers are fascinating. Cause I said before the year, I was like, ah, the Bengals, when they go 11 personnel, I, I would put this group up against most teams in the league, right? Like Higgins has really popped this year. Um, he's shown flashes when he's healthy, but now you got same with Boyd, but like Chase Higgins and Boyd, like, is this not one of the best three, three men wide out groups in the NFL at this point? Definitely one of the three best uh, wide receiver groups in the NFL. Now I, 
I do think talk has cooled on just how good Jamar Chase is because there was mm-hmm. a time where people were saying borderline like top five type. It's like he's not there yet. He might get there, mm-hmm. but uh, three three deep. I mean, there's not a ton of teams that can say their third wide receiver is better than Tyler Boyd. Only ones I could think of are you could probably say that about the Buccaneers, uh, Antonio Brown. When they're all healthy, I think all of them are injured or faking vaccinations right now. And uh, the Cowboys also had a, have a really talented yeah. three group of wide receivers. So there are challengers. It's not like the Bengals are runaway favorites. But I mean, that's what I would say as a unit, probably top five, uh, those three pass catchers. And honestly, when they go 11 personnel and CJ Uzoma's in there, he's a fine tight end. I thought going to the year coming off the Achilles injury, he would have lost a step and look a little slow and that really he was more athletic than talented. Uh, but he's proved me wrong and he's stayed just as athletic. He's shown talent and kind of been a good piece, uh, along the 11 personnel usage. How did the Bengals finish this out and win the division? They win the division if they just win the two divisional games they have left. They can lose to the Chiefs, and they still control their destiny, I believe. Maybe they need the Ravens to lose one other game. I'm trying to think of that. And you got the Ravens this week, right? Like, this is yes. this is huge. Like, I have that circle at the 1 o'clock spot. Like, this is this is great. The Falcons play it, at, but I can put the uh, Falcons-Lions on a different screen. I don't have to pay that. <laughs> oh, it's Falcons-Lions. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, you know. Look, we're looking for our first home win this year. Like we're it, it is almost like the <laughs> the timeline of when the Falcons last won a home game is preposterous. So like, hey, it's the little things right now. We're 0 and 5 at home. We're trying to get one win before the season ends in our home stadium. That'd be nice. Definitely a good shot against the Lions as long yeah. as they don't pull the Cardinals on you. <laughs> uh but yeah, this game's huge. This game this in the Browns game probably equal importance, but they have to win both. There, There is a way for them to get in the playoffs if they drop one of those games. But, I mean, it becomes dicey. It becomes you have to have Baltimore lose out and Pittsburgh can't win more than two games. But if you just win both those games, you're basically in. And just take care of business in the division because the Kansas City game is going to be rough. I, I feel like they are just on fire right now. Now they have some uh, – they, they're having an outbreak – of their own uh, might cause issues for the Steelers game, but I would assume all those guys are probably back in two weeks. So I don't think it'll help the Bengals sadly, (laughs) but uh, you take care of the division games. You probably win the division. That's usually how it goes. And two tough opponents, they crush Baltimore and I'm sure Baltimore wants to prove that like, Hey, that was a fluke You guys, you guys aren't that much better than us. And, well, Cleveland did the opposite. They crushed the Bengals, and I'm sure the Bengals have had that game circled as, all right, we need to show that the other Ohio team, they can't just bully us around. So it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Uh, if they win this game, they've got a good shot at winning the division. And if they drop this game, you can probably kind of cross them off. They'd have to beat the Chiefs and the Browns and probably get a little bit of help. Interesting. Yeah, I I'm curious to see how all this unfolds, but I am I'm like as a Bengals fan though, and as a Bengals writer and like you knowing the the attitudes of Cincinnati Bengals fans, like do you want Lamar healthy in this game or are you just like I will we'll we'll take Huntley. Like I, I'm more than happy to beat the Ravens without Lamar Jackson and win this division. Like do you actually want to do the whole let's beat the Browns with Baker and beat the Ravens with Lamar and make sure we do this the right way or are you just like hey 
whatever mean by any means necessary, I want a division title. <laughs> any means necessary for me. I know there's a lot of people that feel the opposite way, but no, sure. Bring on Huntley. I'd rather face him because Huntley's fast. I think he runs like a four five, but Lamar Jackson feels like a four two runner. <laughs> As a quarterback, yeah, and just any moment he could just blow a game. He could just take over a game. And I know he's had issues this year, but I mean, if he makes a guy miss, he gets in the open field. It's so difficult. He's faster than, I mean, definitely faster than the linebackers. He's faster than your safeties usually. Faster as fast as the corners as the corners. It's so difficult. And I mean, the Bengals have dealt with that before. They they've been they are the team on Lamar Jackson's highlight reel where he does the spin move. <laughs> I see it every time they show the Lamar Jackson highlight is the, he does a spin move in the open field and three Bengals miss him and he runs in for a touchdown. They can't let that happen. And easiest way to not let that happen is to have Huntley play, but I think they could beat them with Lamar, but yeah, I I'm big on no. Why would I want to face these guys? I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather they get the win and, I mean, I don't care. Yeah, no, I'm with <laughs> you. I, that's how I am. I think people, they just want these storybook endings. I'm like, no, I want the easiest path possible for my team to win the title. I don't need all the, the story. I don't need to get the, the the monkey off my back and do all that kind of stuff. No, it's not how life works. Just take, uh, you got lucky and uh, just go with that. Just just do that. You don't know when the next time, like I, the Bengals are in a great place and they're kind of, a, they're kind of ahead of schedule, I think in a lot of ways, but um well, finish on the defensive side. Uh, that was something that I had a big question going into this year. Um, do you think the defense has performed about what you expected? Have there been some unsung stars? Because like when people think about the Bengals defense, they think about two guys. They think about Trey Hendrickson. They think about Jesse Bates the third. Um, but when you've watched this team this year, who has stood out the most to you? And why do you think this defense has been good enough for this Bengals team to still be atop the AFC North uh, this late in the year? Definitely outperformed my expectations. They spent so much money, and going into the year, I thought this unit's probably either average or slightly below average. And I mean, by all metrics, they're above average to, and some metrics are good. And I'll take that. I, I wasn't expecting this because part of it is I didn't expect the defensive coordinator to improve. But last year, he could barely get any pressure. They were the worst in the league at getting sacks. Right now, they're third in the league in sacks. And, yes, yeah, some of that is breakout. He already broke out, but <laughs> showing it's not a fluke. Trey Hendrickson with 13 sacks this season. So some of it's there, but some of it's just the defensive coordinator. He has better pressure designs. Guys are coming free more often. Last season, they weren't getting those, clearly. They had 19 sacks total last year, and Trey Hendrickson by himself has 13. And this was panned, remember? Like, this was a whole thing with the loss and Hendricks and stuff. Like, this was a universally panned nationally uh, switch for the Bengals. Yeah, even I thought, loss is probably a little bit better. But I I did pound the table that Trey Hendrickson's a good player. He wasn't just a product of the system. Now, I was thinking more like, it'd be cool to get 10 sacks from him type. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, getting 13, it's like, oh, oh, he's better than I thought. And, hey, I'll take that. Uh, So, he's... He's a big hero. I still think Jesse Bates is having somewhat of a slump compared to last year, but I still think he's a very good player. Uh, another signing that they had that has paid dividends for them is Chidobe Ouzie, who has outperformed anything that Will Jackson did other than the one year where it seemed like he locked down everyone. He's Chidobe Ouzie has been really good at cornerback and 
they got him from Dallas, and most people thought, ah, that guy's average, average level corner, but he's been playing well above that. And the biggest unsung hero, literally and metaphorically, is DJ Reader, who's the 330-pound nose tackle. He's just he's an elite nose tackle, probably top three in the league. And what he does, he could he lets them he's so good against the run that it lets the Bengals put more resources into into stopping the pass. And that marriage has really helped them become a good level defense. So his ability to just eat blocks, take up two gaps, kick every center's butt in the league, uh, stop the run everything so that that's been an awesome addition he's been probably the second best maybe or he has a case for the best player on this defense so far this season even with trey hendrickson's 13 sacks and other than that i mean they got seven sacks from larry Ogunjobi, and always take that from a defensive tackle and on the other end they traded uh, billy price for bj hill and bj hill has five and a half sacks of his own so they're getting quite a bit of contribution from all these new additions and that's really been the key to this defense turning into a top 12 ish unit in the league. So cool to see. Absolutely. Uh, We'll end here. How do you think this season ultimately ends? Do you think the Bengals beat the Ravens on Sunday and they end up winning division? Do they make the playoffs as a wild card? Like, how do you think this season ends with Cincinnati? Oh God, it would be so Bengals to finish like nine and eight and the first team out of the playoffs. And they could have made it if they beat the jets (laughs) instead of letting Mike white throw for 350 yards. Uh, I haven't thought too much about it. I, I kind of lean that they're just going to miss and that's okay. In my book, I'd want them to make the playoffs. And when they were five and two, I expected it. And then you drop a few games and starts becoming dicey. I think they could win this week. I honestly think they might have more trouble with the Browns though, because some of this is recency that they just got destroyed by them in the last game, but they really struggle to stop Nick Chubb. And even though they're a good run defense, it's, Something about that Browns run game. They've got really talented linemen. They've got really talented running back. Something about it just really gives them trouble. And for, for all the struggles Baker Mayfield has, it seems like he just becomes what everybody thought he was going to be after his first year against the Bengals. Every game, he's just on fire against them. And I don't know what that's about. I, I'd wish I wish it would stop. So mm-hmm. I'll say they just miss. I think they go 9-8. and eight. I think... I don't know who wins the division then if it's either Cleveland or Baltimore, but hey, uh, I'll take it because I thought going into the year, they were more of like a six, seven win team and they're ahead of schedule to me. They're, they're already a pretty good NFL team. And yeah, Zach Taylor, he's going to stick around. Uh, people were wondering <laughs> if he was going to be on the hot seat. Cause I think he needed to show some, some promise, but I was also like, I don't think, I don't understand why people are worried about Zach Taylor. Like this is the owner you want to work for if you're confu- if you're concerned about your job security. Like this is the ownership group where I'm like I don't think they would move on from Zach Taylor anytime soon. I think that the guy. I hope he's not renting in Cincinnati. Like he'll be bought immediately and was like I I'm setting up shop. I I am setting up shop for the long haul, good sir. Like this is uh this is where I'm staying with uh, the Brown family. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. Mike, what can the good folks check out uh, from you across SI.com and Locked On Bengals this week? Uh, this week I already did my locked on Bengals appearance. We go over what happened in each game after I have time to view the all 22 film. So check that out on YouTube. Um, 
other than that, I have a piece coming out. Uh, I don't know when this airs. Wednesday. <laughs> this will Wednesday. be up tomorrow. Yes. Okay. So by the time you hear this, you'll it'll probably be up. Uh, check all bangles. I don't remember how to get there. I usually just put in allbangles.com and it auto directs me yeah. <laughs> to the website. Uh, or you could just follow my Twitter at bangles underscore sands to, I promote almost everything there. So you won't miss anything if you follow that. There you go. There you go. Well, cue up the great work, sir. And good luck the rest of the way. I hope the Bengals win the division. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm a big Joe Burrow guy. And I've locked in and I just the Bengals nation and everything else. So uh, there you go. Uh, I'm pulling for you guys <laughs> down the stretch here. Thank you. Uh, I hope so, too. I hope I'm wrong. (laughs) Mike, thanks so much. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.